Good evening, welcome to episode 5 of Let's Talk Tottenham. After the disappointing result against Liverpool, which wasn't the rugby score that I was expecting, but still it's a loss, which isn't good enough, and we were in the lead. Uh, so we should really be seeing that out, and we, we had chances to be as good as Liverpool. Uh, a few seasons ago where we didn't buy anyone, didn't really strengthen the team. Um, anyway, we talk about the game, talk about that, and... Uh, few other things again if you want to ask any questions uh, any comments or, or what you think about anything use twitter at l talk tottenham uh, i'll try and answer them uh, but in the meantime after another loss let's talk tottenham so where to start with this one 47 seconds in you're one nil up against the league leaders uh, so it becomes a counter-attacking game, a complete role reversal of the Champions League final uh, last in in June. Uh, it's just, uh, it was a good goal. To be fair, it was a good goal. It came from Sun on 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 the wing. I think the 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 plan of Pochettino, from what it looked like to me, was a counter-attack, but focus on the space that the full-backs, Robertson and Alexander Arnold, leave behind, leave open. Sorry, when they're going forward. Uh, and ping it to certainly Sun, who's quick, quickly. Uh, and it worked for quite a few few times. It reminded me this game a little bit of the Man City game last year away at the Etihad when we lost 1-0, but we had a lot of chances. We just weren't clinical enough. So the goal the goal was good. Good shot from Sun, which would have been going in, but I think Alisson would probably have dealt with it. Uh, but the deflection completely outfoxed him and then it pings to Kane, heads it in before Alisson has time to really react. But it was a brilliant header from Kane. Uh, it was, came at him quick, slightly behind him, had to generate a lot of power. Uh, and then we're winding up. Uh, but then we've got to see see the game out. I know, I know it's difficult, I know it's Liverpool and they are by far and away better than us. But we we had chances to to get to that level, certainly after the sixteen seventeen season, where we didn't really buy anyone, didn't really progress. Now whether that's money, whether that's Levy doesn't want to spend the money, you know, whatever. But whoever's to blame at the club, that uh, that's the issue. Whether we had the money, that's another thing. But then you know we've spent a billion pounds on the stadium, still bought Ndombele for sixty odd million. So I'm, I think we did have the money, but Pochettino wandered of this season, didn't he? So it's going to be a hard season. I think he wanted people out. Rose, why is he playing? Orvia, why is he playing now? Wanyama, all all were stated to leave and then never did. Uh, Roy Keane saying that Orvia, Rose, Dumb and Dumber. I think it's a bit harsh. They were completely under the cosh. They're not going forward, certainly in that game, like Alexander-Arnold and Robertson are, who are in a far superior team. But, you know, Rose got caught a few times and the, the penalty that Aurea gave away, my goodness. Uh, yeah. He can be called dumb and dumber. The moronicness the, 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 the that he shows sometimes and just never learns. He's just a bull in a china shop. All the time, he's just an accident waiting to happen. And then, why he's going for that? That foul, like Marnay's going away from him. Like the the best that Marnay can do is play it out to Robertson, and they get a cross in. So why he's even doing it? That, that's just him all over. He's got to go in there. Uh, 
January and get someone else in, you know. People moaning that, oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Trippier, you know. Same people who were moaning last year that get rid of Trippier, he's rubbish. So, you know, that, that's not the answer, and you know. But Trippier's a better deliverer of the ball, and he doesn't have that rash head on him, but he was getting caught a lot in defence. Uh, but going forward, we created quite a lot of chances, I thought. You know, the one where Ericsson's pinged it over to Kane, brilliant ball. And then why Kane hasn't tried to go for it himself. He's tried to lay it on a plate for Ali, maybe because, you know, Ali's struggling a little bit. Goal would help with his confidence, but he's just overhit it a little bit. Uh, and then Ericsson had a little scuffed shot and Kane was on his heels. But, you know, a confident Kane normally would control that, certainly when he was one-on-one. I don't know who the defender was. Certainly one-on-one and then try and bend it in the corner or blast it and, you know. But, and then Sun shot literally a minute before the goal. The equaliser went in. He's got a score there. Like, complete route one, which terrible defending from Liverpool, really. But he's got a score. He's done everything, all the hard work. And then I think he's seen the defenders maybe coming back and try to hit it hard, maybe lent back and he, he hit the bar. But that goes in completely different game, 2-0. Liverpool all over us from the, the, the second minute after the goal went in. That And then that goes in completely... Knocks the stuffing out of them, potentially. They might have got a draw or something, but I, I think it would have been very difficult for them to go win after that. Uh, and Son, usually so clinical and composed in, in those situations. It's just the the fine, fine margins that, you know, certainly in the Premier League and Champions League for that matter. But that goes in, completely different game, and that could have really, really kick-started our season. Now we're eight points off of a fourth place with I think twelve games gone. So it's you know, an Everton away next. That that won't be easy. I know they're struggling, but it's not an easy place to go. Goodison Park. So, we but we we've got to win that, and then Sheffield United the following week, which you know have got a phenomenal defensive record. So it's it's yeah, it's just bad times at the moment. Not bad times, but disappointing times. Like bad times are if you, you know, like Bevy going out into administration. That's bad times. We're just in disappointing times. We're so used to having good times. Uh, but G- Gazaniga as well. I think he deserves a mention. He played superb. I thought certainly that first half saves you'd expect him to make. But after the Leicester game, where he fumbled for the the goal that was disallowed. You know, could be ex- could you know be defended for like, you know, showing a bit of nervousness. But he, he everything he did, he did superbly. Penalty he's got no chance with. The goal, I think Henderson's miss hit it a little bit, the first goal. But you know, it's fairly not point blank range, but it's fairly close. You can't blame Gazaniga for that. But everything he did I think he did superbly. Uh sun shot off the bar was all him. Like He's a far, far better kicker and passer than Loris. Uh, and I, I personally think, as much as I like Loris and he's our club captain and I hope he, he makes a good recovery, quick recovery, like for me, I'd be making Gazaniga number one now. But Loris makes too many mistakes. You know, Yesterday we were completely under pressure and Gazaniga looks solid, but in, in Loris's defence, I think he struggles in the games where we're... we're we're on the front foot and don't really have to defend. I think his 
he, he lacks concentration. So when he's not been doing anything for a while, I think then when he's called into something, he he, he loses concentration. I know the Brighton game was literally the third minute, so, but yeah, he makes too many mistakes for me. So if, if I was Pochettino, I'd be looking for either for a new goalkeeper or what I'd be doing is say to Gazaniga, you're my number one, prove to me that we don't need anyone else in the summer. But, but that's what I'd do. Uh, but then other players do need to go, I think. So chief of those, I would say, is Aurier. Like going forward, he's not too bad. But like you know, every single, pretty much every fullback in the world, seemingly these days, is good going forward, but not very good going back. Like Alexander Arnold isn't particularly good defensively, but he's in a team where he hardly ever has to defend, and he is very, very young. I think he's twenty-one, so he will learn that. Robertson, though, to be fair, is quite good defensively. And I think Ben Davis is fairly good defensively. But Orvier, blimey, Jesus. Like, it's just, an, he seems to have a rush of blood to the head pretty much every game. Like, I was at the Southampton game when he got sent off for two ridiculous yellow cards. Absolutely ludicrous. Like He should know better as well. He's, 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 he's not 21, he's mid-20s, he should know better. But the penalty... Oh, absolutely dreadful. Well, speaking of the full-backs as well, Rose, like, I like Rose, but something, um, he's not the same player he was at all. I, I know he had some mental health issues and hopefully you know, that, that, that's all behind him and he's all OK now. Because uh, that's not a nice thing and, and you know, don't wish that on anyone. And the injury he had, I think, has potentially hampered his speed. But you know, last season I thought he was getting back to his best. And then this season, he, he's, he's defensively, he's been all over the place. Uh, yeah, Roy Keane saying dumb and dumber, I think, is a bit, certainly on Vaux's harsh. But in terms of Aurea with his decision-making and rush of blood to the head, I think he's spot on there. But, uh, yeah, all, all, I think as well, the full-backs, they, they were letting um, generally Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson cross the ball, which... Really, you should be stopping the crosses coming in. But I think, looking at it, I think possibly the, the tactic from Pochettino was get as many people in the box as possible. And then it's got to be some kind of worldly cross to pick people out. Which a couple of them were good crosses and got to their mark. Mane missed a sitter where he headed it wide. Van Dyke from a corner, I think, or a free kick. Should have scored, but Gazaniga was a good save. But it's luckily that it was headed right down his throat. Uh, Either side of him, no chance there. Couldn't react quick enough. So, that, but you know, top teams, even even weaker teams, will get chances. And and certainly when you're camped back, because we were playing a counter attack since that first goal, our goal. Although I would imagine we were playing a counter attack from the start. But so they're always going to get chances, and it's about seeing it out. I thought Sanchez and Alderweireld in in the centre were superb. I don't think they put a foot wrong at all. Uh, apart from Sanchez, he made a... No, that was Gazaniga who played a bit of a bad pass and almost got caught. But, yeah, Sanchez. I like Sanchez. I do think he's uh, the young, kind of young defender who needs, like, an out of field of a Tongan to kind of help him through the game in terms of positioning and all that um, until he learns it himself. Uh, Michael Dawson was the same when Ledley King was playing on, on Woodgate. Uh, Wanyama, I 
I don't know what's happened to him, but he needs to go. I think he's not the same player. Dyer, I like. If we can get him back to fitness. Uh, but uh, he seems to be completely out of favour at the moment. But if we can get him back to fitness, he can be that sitting player. I thought Winks played well in that sitting role. He, he rarely got forward. So I think he was told there, you know, you, you're in that holding role. So I know, he's good at driving runs, but I think he was told you stay back. Sissoko's quicker, get back quicker, and he's got more driving runs. He did superb for the goal as well, to be fair, driving through and skipping past about three or four players. So I think he was the one who had a bit more licence to go forward, and Winks was very much a sitter, uh, which isn't really his position, but what he gives you is 110% every game. Uh, and he's fit, which Dyer is not fit at the moment, neither is Wanyama. So you can't rely on him, certainly in a game like that. Uh, I thought as well, as soon as Liverpool got their equaliser, more of us should have been on. Uh, but maybe Pochettino thought, you know, it's one all, still in the game. Might be able to get something. Sun's been causing problems. Kane's always a threat. Uh, but I, I worry about more. Is he going to be, well, I'm not getting games here. I'm getting bit parts. I just got you to a Champions League final with a superb hat trick. Uh, you don't want me here, so will he want to leave? I really hope not. I really hope not. But I think as soon as we scored, Liverpool were going to attack us. They were going to attack us anyway, but even more so when we went 1-0 up. Uh, certainly in the second half, as soon as the second half started, I would imagine Klopp had a bit of a go at them, pull your fingers out, get some goals, create some chances. As soon as that equaliser went in, they were going to do it even more because they could smell blood. So that was a perfect time for me, bring more on Sun and more on the same pitch. And, you know... I think more of a struggles in games where people sit back, certainly at home, because his game is, is about explosive pace, really. Get the ball, run past, like he did for Man United in that 3-0 win on the third goal. Knock it past, run into the, into the space, run past them. But when people are sat back, he can't do that. But counter-attack game like that, certainly against a team who are going to attack us, superb at it. You know? so, some can knock it into space, but his is generally like dribbling and keeping it close to feet, sucking someone in, skipping past them. Whereas Moore was much more explosive pace, so I'd have brought him on. Ali, he was fairly anonymous, to be fair. <sighs> I don't know what's happened to him. Maybe he's lost some hunger or some motivation or, or just got a bit too big for his boots, I don't know. But he needs to get back to form quickly. He's got rid of all the sponsorship stuff and focusing on football, so that's good. So maybe it'll take him a little time. Uh, and then there's the big one, the elephant in the room, Ericsson. I love Ericsson, but for me, he was the only one who was kind of jogging back and not really putting a shift in. He doesn't want to track back. He's not a defender. He's an attacking player and a creative player, so he doesn't want to be tracking back with a fullback. But he used to do it, and, you know, you're playing for the team. You're playing. You're not playing for yourself, you're playing for the team, no. I agree with Carragher what he said after the game with, you know, Madrid won him. He's not good enough for Madrid. And I agree with that. Too many games with us, he's gone missing in the big games, which I get what Neville's saying as well when it, when he was uh, countering Carragher's argument, saying that he'll be playing with better players, have more space. True. But, you know, Real Madrid want to win Champions Leagues. You know, when you're in finals of Champions Leagues, People will mark every single player that's a threat. And if he can't get the space for himself, he'll be anonymous. But is he going to get ahead of Modric? No. Even though he's a lot younger than Modric, he's not in Modric's class, I don't think. 
I love Ericsson and he's been brilliant for us. And he's he's underrated in terms of league play. But he does create a lot of chances. But how many of those are in teams where we in the past we battered teams? But but at the moment his head's not in it. I don't think he doesn't look interested. He was jogging back and and you know he played a brilliant pass for Kane, which um, Kane then tried to square to Ali. But he, he's not interested. I don't think so. I think get rid of him in the, in January for any kind of money. Get someone else in, or if this Lacelso can get fit and he's a playmaker, play him. If 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 Anumbele can get fit, he he's shown glimpses that he can play those kind of passes. He he did in that uh, Bar Munich game before it all went tits up. But uh, yeah, and then Pochettino has got to stop playing these players who just don't care. So take Rose out for the moment and put uh, Davies in. I know Walker Peters had a bit of a shocker a few games ago, but at least he he wants to be there. Foyth as well, you know, scrap all here. Put Foyth in or Walker Peters. Not not all here. Not all here. Uh I'd stick with Alderweireld and, and Sanchez for the uh uh Everton game. Um that's just me. Who knows what Pochettino's gonna do? He seems to be tinkering quite a lot at the moment, like my dad has said, which is very strange. He never used to do that. So I think he needs just needs to get back to a settled team. We need to get a win quickly and build a bit of momentum. All right, we'll have a little break there. Call that half-time. Uh, we'll be back in a little while. Uh, I'll talk about the game some more, and then the Everton game and games coming up. Uh, so back in a bit. Having said all that, I don't think it was the worst game we've ever played. I, I came out really disappointed. Brighton game, I came out angry. That Brighton game, no one tried. You know, Everyone's saying how good a season Lamella's got and how he gives us energy and puts effort in, which he does generally, but that first goal, he, he would have been better with a statue trying to stop that cross because he didn't get anywhere near him and he just dangled a foot out. Uh, but apart from Eriksson, who I've said, who looked a bit disinterested, everyone I thought put a shift in. Even the full-backs have been awful. I mean, Orvia doesn't mean to make these stupid mistakes. He just has a rush of blood to the head, literally, every time he has to defend. But he did put a shift in, and, and you know, I think, like I said, there was an obvious game plan there, focus on, on the space when we get the counter-attack, to ping it into people like Sun, someone like Sun, who's quick, or, or, or whoever's in space where the full-backs have... Uh, left occupied uh, and I think obviously play narrow which that doesn't help the full backs when you've got uh, you know Robertson and Alexander-Arnold going full tilt at them because they don't have any backup there if, if Ericsson and Son are playing narrow but I think that was a plan to just get as many people in the box and try and stop in the crosses going to someone uh, but I, I was disappointed, not angry, and it looked like everyone put a shift in, and it looked like they were on the same page and trying. You know, Ericsson, I'm sure does try. He just doesn't want to be there, which you know, so he isn't trying as hundred percent as everyone should be. So I think get Lacelso. Why Lacelso came on with two minutes to go as well? I don't know. I just what's he gonna do in two minutes? Undombele, I thought did well when he came on and and was driving us forward. The only thing that di- really disappointed me and uh, not angered me but a bit annoyed me a little bit is as soon as their second goal went in, we started playing football and attacked and we looked really dangerous. 
you know, whether that's because they're two one up and they sat back, that could be the case. But I think if we if we'd have played like that, even at you know one nil up, one all, you know, it would give them something to think about, and they wouldn't have been attacking us as as you know gung ho potentially because they'd have been wary of the counter attack and what we could have done on the break. But you know. So what if if we could have played like that? It was very similar to the Champions League final where we only started playing in the last like twenty minutes. But if we could have played like that from the start, we'd have caused them a lot of problems, a lot more problems, and got a lot more chances. And like the Champions League final, we didn't take them. So that that, that was what I was annoyed about, if anything. But the rest of it just disappointed and obviously angry at Aurier. But that's not the team; that's just one person. But to be honest, I was expecting a rugby score, you know, before this game, based on the fact that they'd want to give someone a good idea after the lip in the Man United game. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> go to the pub, all these Liverpool fans that I've never ever seen there before. So where the hell have all these Liverpool fans come from, you know, who are giving it all the first half, saying absolutely nothing. You could hear a pin drop. They weren't saying anything. And as soon as the first goal goes in, they're all up there and then they're dancing when the second one goes in. But, you know. To be fair to them, they did have Scouse accents. They are Liverpool fans. It's just, you know, I was at the pub, you know, in that season with Sherwood where we were getting battered by every big team in the league. You know, I still went and watched the games, you know. I did have beers there. I needed a few beers for that. But anyway, I still went and watched them. Where have all these Liverpool fans come from? Suddenly out of the woodwork, so. Yeah, and, and moaning that people were diving and stuff like that, you know. They've got Salah in their team and Mane in their team. That foul that uh, Winks gave away on the end of the box. It was like he fouled a dolphin. The guy was horizontal before hey, Winks got anywhere bloody near him. And then these people have the cheek to have a moan. that You know, our players dive, which, you know, is fine because they do. But, you know, saying that your players dive, our players don't, it's absolute bollocks. Everyone dives in football. And, yeah. So I hope Man, I hate Man City, but I hope someone else wins the league, not Liverpool fans, because they'd be bloody unbearable. But it's between them and City, I think, again. Leicester, everyone's talking about them again, but I'm not sure. They don't have European football, which is something. But they could spring a surprise, but I'd be very doubtful of that, I think. Where we played against them, we had them beat. But then we had Liverpool beat if we could have gone 2-0 up as well. So, you know, who knows? Uh, but yeah, these Liverpool fans have suddenly come out of the woodwork, giving it all that, you know. I hope they lose, you know, they lose a league. And then they'll go back into hiding again. But, like, every single game in the last, like, month, I'll, I'll say this, and it's basically the same. The next game, Everton, is huge. It's a must-win. Uh, really is a must-win. We're, we're <laughs> four points off the relegation zone, eight points off of uh, Champions League football. So we need to start getting wins here. So this Sheffield United game, like on paper we should be beating that, beating them. But they're a real tough nut to crack and you know play on the counter-attack and the nicking goals. But Everton, I know they're struggling, but... Goodison ain't an easy place to go, you know. It's quite an intimidating place to go, and if you, you know, Everton are capable of beating anybody. It's just they're having a bit of a tough time at the moment, and and Marco Silva's teams generally don't defend well from corners or set pieces, so that's 
something we can try and exploit. Certainly corners when a out of field Sanchez or whoever plays at the back comes up. But I think we've just got to like that last twenty minutes when Liverpool scored their second. Play like that, you know, on the front foot. This is a team who are struggling, conceding goals, losing games. You don't want to be sat back and invite them on. You want to be trying to, you know, take it to them from the off. That's what you want to be doing. Trying to get an early goal, settle yourselves down, shut the crowd up, which I thought against Liverpool that first half, we shut the crowd up pretty well. I know they had chances, but they're always going to. But generally, apart from the Van Dijk one that I can recall, where he headed it straight at Gazaniga, I don't recall them really having too many clear-cut chances. The the, the double save from Gazaniga, possibly, but that was only because he palmed it out, which I do think as well with that, he didn't really see it too late, so he's got to be palming that out for corner, not back out. That's what Pickford does, which I don't think is very good. He's got to be palming that out for the very least a throw or so wide and far that it has to be a cross, not a shot or a corner. But, like I said, he is still young and he played well, so I won't hold that against him. But, yeah, the Everton game. You know, so Where's this closing down of ours that we were renowned for a little bit? Liverpool do that. We've suddenly stopped. That was when we were at our best. But... I mean, yesterday as well, we really, really could have done with a Dembele kind of player. You know, someone who will get the ball, keep the ball, skim past people, play easy balls, calm it down, slow it down. We, I think we've missed him a lot, lot more than we maybe thought. But while we got rid of him, I don't know. But I still think he could have done something in that game. And he's he's so strong. Undombele possibly could be that kind of player. But it's going to take a little time for him to get to that level if he can. But I think definitely Dembele would have would have benefited massively if he'd have played. Uh, but anyway, Everton. So yeah, so go for them. Get crosses in the box because you know if they can't defend set pieces and corners, then there's a good chance that they're not going to be able to defend head. Uh, you know, crosses. Get Ali to get closer to Kane. I mean. I'd be very, very surprised if we have less of the ball than we did against Liverpool just because Liverpool are just a class above. So I'd, I'd expect that we'd we'd have the majority of the ball, maybe 55%, 60 But get it in wide areas, stretch the game out. This is a team who are struggling, but then so are we, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, there's an Everton podcast, they're probably saying exactly the same. Uh, but trying to... Get them quickly. Try and get an early goal. At least get some chances in. To you know, that was what I was actually quite pleased about yesterday. Is that even though we were defending deep, we had quite a lot of chances. So we were posing a threat. So it wasn't like that Man City game earlier in the season where we literally created nothing. Not just him. Uh, what am I talking about? Uh, yeah, not 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 just that. Um. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, we're, we're, we didn't pose a threat at all in that game. And so there was nothing for City to be worried about, really. Whereas Liverpool, there was. So play like that against Everton, really go for them, and then we can get the win and do the same against Sheffield United. Start early, start quick, get an early goal if possible, but certainly get some chances on the board to give them something to think about. And then defend properly. Like, don't play Aurea, don't play Rose. Don't play Ericsson. Stick stick the Celso in from the start. Let's see what he can do. You know, got nothing else to lose at this moment in time. You know? And stick Undon well. Undon Bele's a tricky one because Winks and Sissoko 
have played well. So who do you drop? Uh, but yeah, like I, th- I think I'd probably stick with the same team that played against uh, Liverpool. It's just Rose Noria out, out, Davies, and then either Foyth or Walker Peters. Well, I don't know what's happened to Walker Peters. Not even on the bench, but one of them in at right back. Ericsson out, Lacelso on, and you know, go from there and see if we can take it to them. At least try and bloody attack and and, and go for the game. So that's it for this week. Uh, I'll be back after the Everton game. God knows what will happen in that one, but I can't dread to have another loss. I did get told by my friend that since I've been doing this, we haven't really won that many games. So, you know, if we're in some kind of like relegation battle by December, I'm going to have to like just delete this app and never do it again, which I'm sure of the people who are listening to my monotone voice might not be too upset about that. But let's hope that's not the case. And then it's a bit more positive from now on in. But that's it for this week, as I say. Uh, be back at some point after we've hopefully beaten Everton. Uh, and then we can go on a good run from there on and then climb up the league and get back to where we want to be, which is in the Champions League places. And hopefully, if, if results go our way, we can challenge for a, a league, although I think that's really pushing it. Uh, again, like I say, if, if anyone wants to ask any questions, any comments, uh, you know, keep saying it, keep it clean. Uh, and try not to insult me or anything like that. Um, but yeah, at uh, LTalkTottenham on Twitter. Uh, until next week. Uh, Have a good week and come on you Spurs.